Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, everybody. As always, welcome, welcome, welcome. My apologies. I was having some technical difficulties, but I did make it. Thank you, everybody. That is what happens when you have a live show. Okay, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Today we have a special guest, educator, author, speaker, Kimberly W. Daniel. That is W for Wilson. And um, she's also known as Coach D. She's a mother, a grandmother, an educator, a mentor, an author. Yes. Yes, welcome, everybody. I see you all. Yes, I do see you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, as always, we're glad that you guys are hanging out with us. And today we're in for a special treat, as always. Yes, yes. We're going to be discussing um, mentorship. Look, we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about purpose, goals, and mentorship. And if we have time on the show, because we did start a couple minutes late, we will go into the importance of a war room. Let me see if I have Kimberly on the show and whether I also have Shaz on the show, who I need to find over here. I think this is Kimberly. Hi, Kimberly. Hi, how are you? Hold on. Hi, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm glad that you're here and I can hear you just fine. Um, Shazad, can I hear you? Please say hello. I think this is you. Hi, Faith. How are you? Okay, and hi, great. Hi, Kimberly. Great. How are you? Everybody. <laughs> I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have our have you on our show. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be back. <laughs> that sounds yeah, we love good. you, and, and I, yeah, and I must say that everybody absolutely loves you. They absolutely loved you. They showed you so much love. Um, y'all cannot see everything that happens in the back end, but we can tell you that a lot of people absolutely love Kimberly. Yeah, and the rest of you, welcome. This is a part two discussion, and we're talking about topic goals and mentorship. Welcome, Kimberly. My apologies. I was not even sure I would make it on. <laughs> I was really doing my best in the back end here. So we didn't mean to start it a couple minutes late. Um, I think we'll just dive right in and um, start our discussion. And I think we can start it with um, just the basics. What is mentorship? For me, mentorship means 
allowing someone to come into my life who has some strategies and some tools that will help point me into the right direction. I find this person, they find me, we link up, we interact with one another, and that person holds me accountable, not necessarily does anything hands-on for me, but shows me the way, shows me the route that I need to go in order to get to where I need to be. Most times, you know, if you get in a mentor who does not already understand the road that you're going down, then you might tend to make a few more mistakes than you should. But when you're seeking a mentor, I always look for people who are where I want to be or who have gone through enough of a struggle to have made some mistakes but actually learned from their mistakes as well. And then they come back and they don't mind showing me everything that they did, laying it out for me and say, okay, this is what you're going to need to do. This is how it's going to have to happen. Be careful because this might happen or that may happen, so you need to be prepared along the way. So they're not necessarily trying to stop me from making mistakes because a lot of times mistakes is where you learn. However, they are pointing it out to me what possibly could happen. That way I have a plan of action if it should happen. Yeah, and um, that's one kind of mentoring, right? Because um, I've worked in different mentorship programs. I've also helped design some. And we have um, looked at different kinds of mentorship. There is reverse mentorship. There is um, kind of peer mentorship. There's one-to-one mentorship. There are different kinds of mentorship. Tell us a little bit about the different types that you have worked with and, you know, maybe the pros and the cons or the takeaways, the benefits maybe of each different type of mentorship so that our listeners can have a choice. You know, people are different. Some prefer one-on-one. Some don't mind having a peer group mentorship, you know, formal, informal. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I've had interactions with all types of mentorships as well. I'm currently in a mentorship group where we have about 100 to 125 people in this particular group. Now, as far as pros for this group, it's wonderful because we have one person, David Shams, who it was his vision to start this, a group of entrepreneurs that would come together, mentor each other along the way. So as far as a pro, you have 125 people who you can talk to, you can gather information from, and we can all grow together. As far as a con to that, you kind of sort of at sometimes, based on where you are in your business or in your life, whatever it may be, you might feel like you get lost in a big group. So I know one of the ways to prevent that from happening, what has happened with the large group, we broke off into smaller groups with accountability accountability leads who can just help smaller groups at a time. So if I can't get what I need at the big group, per se, at that moment, I always have a, a smaller group that I can go to. And then even within that smaller group, it's broken down into one-on-one. So I have a particular one-on-one accountability partner who we mentor one another as well. So within any group, there are ways to get what you need. And if you are truly seeking information, tools, and strategies, no matter if you're in a bigger group or a smaller group, you will try to find that way or you'll pinpoint that person who is kind of maybe vibing or y'all are on the same vision, wavelength. Y'all have a lot of the same ideas and you'll try to reach out to that person too. So you're still getting the, the higher order mentoring, but you do what it takes as a person who wants to see their visions and their plans and their goals come to pass. 
you do what it takes as well to reach out to another person, someone who I'm, if I need one-on-one for this particular activity or this particular where I'm at in this plan and I may need one-on-one, then to me it's always an option to be proactive, to seek that and to find that, not to necessarily wait for it to come to me. Exactly, yeah. And and I like the way you broke that down. Is You know, it's like different mentorships within a mentorship within a mentorship. It has many layers. And I like that because you have options. You know, you start off as a group and then maybe you break off, you know, into most specialized kind of groups and then maybe into one-on-one. I think that's a really beautiful approach. And um, anyone doing a mentorship program, that's a really good one, I think, uh, because it gives you time within the group, right, Kimberly, to identify yes. people's needs within, you know, during the process, and that way it, it's easier even to match them you know, with the specific mentors because you have time to build. Um, Correct. I was just thinking, you, you mentioned a little bit about you need to go find what you need and sometimes, yeah, and you also mentioned, yeah, sometimes it can come to you, but, you know, it's a, it's a two-way street. But, of course, it's your responsibility because you know what you want. You know, nobody knows what you really want. Is that a kind of unconscious mentorship that can take place when you're in between that space of knowing what you want and, and not knowing? You know what I mean? Like you're still in between finding your place and you might meet all these people who are unconsciously mentoring you, maybe not even just people, maybe also television (laughs) or books or churches, you know, how does that work? You know, this unconscious mentorship that we are all part of, I really believe that all of us are participating in some kind of mentorship, which is unconscious. um, And we might not even know it as we work towards finding what it is, you know, some of us might really want to do. Correct. I mean, I understand exactly. Yes. I understand exactly where you're coming from because for me, once I got to the point to where I understood what my purpose was, that helped me to start looking for books, like you're saying, looking for podcasts, looking for YouTube videos, anything that I could find that I could listen to that would help me along the way as well. So not necessarily are these people in my, my site or in my phone that I can call or text if I need something, but there is valuable information out there to help me along the way. And so when you're on this journey, it's important that you don't just sit back and just wait on everything to come to you. Or if you get a mentor and you're blessed to have a good one in your life, you know, not just unloading all the responsibility on that person. I like to come to the table with a lot of information already. Like I've, I've if I have this vision board, so my vision boards are all on my wall, different ones for different areas of my life. So I don't only just go to the magazine and cut out the pictures and cut out the words that were inspiring me. I also try to put together a plan of how this can happen. So when I come to the table, I've already done some research through books or through YouTube videos or podcasts. And then I can come to that mentor with, hey, I found out this and I, what do you think about this? So it's, it's a one-on-one where we have this working relationship. Yes, they have a lot more experience than I do in certain areas, but it's better for them and easier for them if I at least have some of my ideas out of my head. They're not floating around. I have this path outlined, and we can talk about it together so they can really see my vision all the way from beginning to end, and they can help steer me in a direction. So you'll get that unconscious mentorship that you were talking about. It You'll get it from 
books, you'll get it from movies, you'll get it from podcasts, from blogs that you read, from blogs. You'll get it from all over the place. If you're really in tune with what your vision is and your purpose and your passion, if you've sat down and done the, the groundwork yourself and you're not literally letting, trying to make somebody, I guess, plan out your life for you, if you've done a lot of the background, if you've done a lot of that, that front loading, then that mentor has the ability to really point you in some really clear direction that you could really move forward with your plans. But like you were saying, it takes that unconscious mentorship that you need to do as well. You need to be, you know, you, you have to be proactive in your own vision. It's great to have the vision, but it also says write the vision and make it plain. So you have to work at making that, making it plain so that people, when they do come into your life, they don't just see an idea. A lot of people have ideas, but not a lot of people have a plan. So when you have this idea and this plan, they are more apt to be able to help you make that vision really come to pass. So, yeah, you do your own background, you do your own groundwork, and you start the process. And then if you just start moving where you're supposed to go, moving on the path to your purpose, you will see that God places people at every step where he's supposed to place them in your life, and you just link up with the right people. You link up, but it's more or less the fact that you started working working and walking in your purpose, and then God is able to, again, do what he, he already has set out to do. He knows what the plan is. He's just waiting on us to get on board, to get in the right path, and do what we're supposed to do. And once we make that commitment, then he's like, okay, thank you. You finally untied my hands. Now here's A, here's B, here's C, and here's D. But it took us to actually get in line with that in order for that to happen. It's true. And, you know, a lot of times people say this over and over and over again, and that's because it is true, true, true. You know, one of the, favorite, the things I like to say most is when you know who you are, the mission is clear. It's just because you've not gone yeah. to the point of knowing who you are. That's why you have the mission, you know, a bit blurry. But as you were talking, I was thinking of your process, you know, how you planned. And then you know, I, I think you're maybe people are different. You seem more of a structured person, organized and very good at planning. But I've seen people who need mentorship at the idea stage where everything is floating around and they need a mentor to help them narrow that down and bring it into that mission, you know, just bring it, you know, take all these floating ideas and then start to understand where these, where the pieces fit and then make it into something tangible. Uh, do you agree with me that there are different levels and sometimes people start from the idea stage where everything is all over the place? Because I've heard this. Most, <laughs> where yes, okay. most definitely. Come on board. Most definitely. Yes. <laughs> I am at this, yes. I am at this place now because of a mentor. I sound like I'm organized. I sound like I have it together, but it's because of a mentor because I was that person who came to my mentor with all types of ideas. I mean, when we had our very first one-on-one consultation, I mean, I was throwing out everything. I want to do this. I want it to be here. I want to do this. I have this idea, that. And he was, I mean, in the middle of me just spilling it all out, he was like, whoa, 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 hold on. You know, and he gets out this whiteboard, and he starts to put every, all my ideas out in front of us. And then he was able to draw the central ultimate goal out of all these many goals. And it, 
it was something that I couldn't see because I had all the ideas floating around about what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it. But you have this other person who is a mentor who is able to not be attached to your dream or so emotionally involved in your dream that all you can see is everything that's running off of your emotions. This person is neutral. This person over here has tools and strategies. This person over here knows how to make things happen, but they're not emotionally. He was not emotionally attached to my dream. So I could just see so many other things Mm -hmm. from another perspective. So, but when he sat there, drew it all out and actually drew arrows, like if you do this first, this will lead to this, then this will lead to that. And then that will lead to the next step. And so it was able, he was able to actually draw out, draw out a blueprint of how to make these things tie in together to actually go towards the one central idea. And that's what a mentor will do for you. Yeah. Even if you come to the table with all the ideas, they help you see outside that idea stage and actually put it into a vision for you and a plan. And then you sit and you start working towards those steps. We need to get through the steps in order to make that central, the big vision come to pass. Yeah, and, and those are all pieces to the puzzle. It all ju- it's just you don't know where to place the piece, and I think that's where mentors come in. Um, as you're talking, the first thing that popped up in my mind when you were describing this process of you, know, you sharing all your ideas and this person putting it together to create a blueprint, I was thinking maybe that is the science to mentorship, you know? Mm. And, and I don't know. Is there a science to mentorship? It just pops like <laughs> You know, I don't know if it's technically a science. Bear with me, but you guys. I do know. I was just thinking there must be a science. Is this a blueprint? <laughs> Go on, Kimberly. I know just there is a gift me. to you it. Must. You know, you're fine. <laughs> I don't know about a science, but I know there are particular people who are gifted in being able to draw what needs to be pulled out of a person and actually make it, I guess they take it and they just decipher it and then they put it all together like you're saying the pieces to a puzzle. And then, yes, God puts the thought and the vision in you, but he placed someone in your life that could take your vision and actually make you see it as a business. Because not necessarily my vision and my passion, I never saw it from the business standpoint. I saw it as just what I love to do, and and every morning when I wake up, this is what I'm amped to do. This is what gives me life. But when you're operating in that manner, you're not looking at it from a business perspective. But you have someone who can take that vision and that passion and look at it from a business perspective. So, like, I don't know if it's a science, but I know God has gifted people with the ability to be able to do a lot of those things. So science, yeah, we'll figure that but... one out, and maybe we'll do a show next year when we figure out whether it's <laughs> <laughs> and we'll come back with the science of mentorship. <laughs> we'll come up with that on science. Kimberly is probably going to be, you know, spearheading that one. I just dropped that oh, one wow. on you, um, you can just keep it in your pocket or just put it under your mattress, throw it away. It's fine. Someone will pick it. Um, <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, I just thought of so many things when you're talking. Um, I was also thinking about when you said God will 
place the people in position to help you carry out this, whatever has been placed in you. Um, when you said that, I was thinking, um, maybe we should go to purpose. Do you find okay. your purpose or were you born with that purpose? Because if we're using the approach that you took, it, it's almost like you were born with this purpose, it was placed in you, and now you just have to live out your purpose. Or am I missing something? Oh, actually, how does one find yep. their purpose if they're finding it, or do they? Yeah, that's, I always have this kind of. Yeah, I, I don't really get it. Are you supposed to find your purpose? I, I tend to think everyone is born with a purpose. You just lose well, along the I, way, and now you're kind of looking to find something that you were born innately with. It's kind of like you are on purpose, even when you don't think you're on purpose. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, I, 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 no, I, I got you. <laughs> I definitely believe we are all born with a purpose. I just believe that we have to get into the mindset to see and understand the purpose. And a lot of your life experiences will lead up to that. Because I can tell you from the beginning, um, I, I believe I knew my purpose was, was to walk work with people. I'm talking from a little, a child's perspective. You know, I'm always the one that's wanting to get everybody together to do this, have the little, you know, neighborhood party or have the little freeze tag it game. I'm always organizing that. I want to pull everybody <laughs> together. So, you know, even those little small tidbits when you think back on your childhood or the one that could everybody could come to and talk to, um, no matter what, um, the person that was always trying to mediate if something crazy, if it was getting ready to get a little heated, the person that could come in and, you know, just make everybody feel okay. So I think you're always worth walking in your purpose, but until you get to a point in your life where you really start to get in tune with why you're here on this earth, because as young people, you know, we're, we're just in the earth. You know, we're just here, you know, it's time to play, it's time to go have fun, it's time to go to school, it's time to do those things that we were really taught to do. You get up in the morning, you do this, you do that, you do A, you do B, you do C. You go to school, you come home, you do your chores. So you're not really in a space of being able to figure out or even, it's not even, no one's really putting it into your head, why are you here? Why are you occupying this space? Mm -hmm. What is it that you're supposed to do? What difference are you supposed to make? And I don't think you get in tune with your purpose wow. that is already in you until you get into a mindset where you're literally looking at this world like, okay, this craziness is going on all around me. It pricks at your heart all the time. You know, things that make you sad, mm -hmm. things that, that really affect you. That's when you start to figure out, okay, and, and you want to make differences. And when you get in that mindset that you want to make a difference, that you want to make things better, that's when you start to tap into the purpose that was already put in you. So I think it's all a part of I like of that, growth. yeah. Mm, I get that, yeah. Yeah. Um, Shaz, just jump in whenever yeah, you want to jump in. So many, mm. Yeah, I just have so many questions for you, Kimberly, because everything you're saying, it's just like, like my friend is just sitting here and like, okay, what should I ask her? What should I ask her? But, but it's true. I mean, if you're sitting somewhere and now you want to make changes, but the thing is that why is it so hard to, you know, when you have so many ideas, but you don't know how to plan it. 
Because I think, you know, people like in general, they, they have so many, you know, ideas, but they don't know how to plan it. I think that this, this is the thing that, you know, where like the hard, hard work comes. Because like planning what you want to do with your life or work or whatever, you know, I think that's where it comes to, I mean, then it's going to just be a little bit difficult because maybe, you know, you don't know exactly how to store, I mean, start or where to start from. So, you know, so I, mm -hmm. I just think that uh, planning is hard, but ideas, like you have a bunch of ideas in your brain or in your head, but it's the freaking plan that you don't know where to start. That is and true. I think, that, and, yeah. And yeah, you're a lot right, of people, I mean, again, mm -hmm. go ahead, go ahead. No, but I mean, you're right about like, you know, like what we do, we go to work every day or, you know, you put your child in school every day or, I don't know, you cook or you're like this desperate housewife. You know what I mean? It's like your choice. So. Did you say desperate housewife says? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, we, we got to be honest here, you know, it's like, I, I guess like the point you. is. But the point is that, you know, what what you're saying, Kimberly, is that you have a choice and you do what you want and you do. But sometimes I just think that that a lot of people in the whole world that, you know, people do some stuff. I mean, like, you know, they work with something, but is it really the thing that, you know, I mean, I mean, do they like what they do? You know, sometimes you can go for years and do something, but you don't you actually don't know why you're doing it. You know right. what I mean? A lot I, mean of I, don't know. Say, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> I think what you may be saying is um, a lot of people have ideas and they just go with them, not knowing mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. this my purpose or not. It's just like if this was the best thing to do. I mean, you have a lot of, of young people, a lot of people my age, who went to college for a certain um, degree or they went into the military or they went this route mm -hmm. or that way, route simply because they were told to or this is what we've always done, or this is what I planned for you to do. And we never sat down to figure out, okay, is this really what I want to do? And so one of the things in, in, some of, in most of my classes, what I do with the kids is I, I get them involved in interest surveys and, and figure out what, what is your why? What, what is the thing that draws you to people? And, and, and what could you do that would make this world a better place? And those things, again, like I was saying, that prick your heart. And that helps to pinpoint a, a purpose for them much earlier in life than it did for a lot of us. But for people who are already mm -hmm. on these paths, I can give you a practice that I do. At the end of every year. Oh, my bad. Go on. Sorry. Mm -hmm. You're fine. We're still here? Yeah, I'm fine. My computer has just been so loving today. Go on. Okay. Don't mind. Don't mind yeah. us. At the end, <laughs> no problem. At the end of every year, I sit down and I assess myself. I grade myself on certain areas, and I figure out where I've been. Mm -hmm. I've had the most impact. And then before I do my vision for this year, like 2018, mm -hmm. I spend the entire month of January planning out my vision um, for for the mm -hmm. year. And that means I sit and I journal. I, I pray a lot. I allow God to download things into me. What do you want me to do, God? Where do you want me to go? Where do you want me to have the biggest impact? And I sit and I listen to him first. 
And and when you get okay. in tune and when you steal away from all of the other, the kids, the, the, the husbands, the wives, the the job, everything that's pulling up, pushing all this pressure on you, and you can just sit quietly and you can journal and you can get all your thoughts out, I advise everybody to have a whiteboard up because when those ideas come up in your head, you just put the idea on the whiteboard. You might not do anything with it today, but at least you put it up mm-hmm. there. And then after a while, you start to see all these ideas. And you ideas. will be surprised. Yes, surprise you see the com- the you'll start to see the commonalities mm. between all the ideas, and that helps to pinpoint and point you to your purpose. So when you get it out of your head yeah. and you just you just have it all over the whiteboard, you start to see that one common factor in all those ideas because they all really are pointing to the same thing. And then when you find that mm-hmm. common they denominator, are. Then, mm-hmm. yeah, then you can find your purpose. Mm. Yeah, and and you know what, Kimberly? Yeah. Um, I don't know whether this has happened to you as well. When you put them up there, sometimes you forget about them, and then when you go and look at them, you've done them. Yes. Some of them, they just done. It's like tick. You can tick it off. You know, it just happens subconsciously. You just do it because it was somehow in action. Um, Kimberly, before you know, today we don't want to run out of time. Before you tell us about your books. You have one book with a very powerful um, title, God Was Doing What? And just say God that was twice. waiting on <laughs> me. It's a really powerful. Mm-hmm. Yes, God was waiting on me. And the subtitle is Seeking Me Before Seeking We. And what mm-hmm. it does is I never knew the impact of, the, of how this book would affect men and women. I really just wrote it towards women about really, again, finding out what your purpose is. And then acting on your purpose and getting in tune with who God wants you to be, the type of, of, of mate he wants you to be, and, and just really getting your life together and then becoming a part of somebody else who has gotten their life together. And then y'all move forward together in your purpose. But as I was writing this book, and it's talk, it talked about all the mistakes I had made in relationships, the, the, the bad things that had happened over my life, and how I was holding on to a lot of that and carrying it on with me in life. Because as women, we tend to be super women. We're Wonder Woman. And, you know, we have to keep going. Mm-hmm. We have the children to take care of. We have the house to take care of. We have the husband to take care of. And we're working. And so we tend to just whatever happens to me, emotional-wise, physical-wise, whatever, we just suck it up and we keep going. However, we don't realize that it is literally eating us away from the inside out. And so what this book is doing for a lot of women, and now men are even reaching out to me, what it's doing is making them address things that they didn't put to rest in their life so that it can stop the silent killing on the inside as far as stress, as far as all these masks that we continue to wear. It allows you to take off the mask. It allows you to put it to rest. But the most important thing it allows you to do is forgive yourself. And so a lot of people, they practice forgiving other people. If you've done this to me in my life, if you've done that to me in my life, but they forget to forgive themselves for some choices you made, for some of the directions you took, whatever the case may be. But it helps you get to that point to where you can forgive yourself, forgive others, and live in total, total um, freedom and forgiveness. So that's what it's really about. And um, it's been a real blessing because yeah. I teach um, through live on Monday nights, Facebook Live and Instagram Live. And just my DM, my inbox that fills up with people that says, you know, Chapter 5 made me go to a therapist. I'm really dealing with I mean, 
Yes, one particular instance, we had a Facebook post, and it, and it, it was really touching and, and pulling on me, but I, I released some truths and things in hopes that other women would release. And it was, it was during Domestic Violence Month, and I released some things that I had gone through in life. And there was literally a, a drawn-out post about a young lady who was in her 40s now, but she let go of all the things she had been holding on to, to since a little girl. And so it's about release, it's about forgiveness, and it's about moving on in freedom. So that's really what it was about. God is waiting on you to give it all up so that he can actually use you the way he wants to use you. I know. And you know what? It's so important what you do. And many other people, doesn't matter who, who share their knowledge and their experiences because it's never enough. I know people say, oh, we've had that before. Oh, you know, it's same old, same old. It's never same old because... The way Kimberly will speak to Janet or Jack is not the same way Faith will speak to Janet or Jack. So we have to realize that everybody speaks to people differently. I can tell you that's a nice dress, and you don't really say, oh, so well. Kimberly or Shaz may say, that's a beautiful dress, and you're like, oh, my God, you know, somebody told me it's a beautiful dress. We communicate differently to different people. And I'm so, I think it's so amazing that you've touched so many people with your book, and that they're actually taking steps to do something differently. And I think that's the magic of being on purpose, you know. Can you imagine how many people were waiting for you to, you know, it's like you had put their life on freeze. I'm saying this, don't take it literally, but I'm just saying how I'm getting it. Because this person said, I read this chapter, and that's when, I know, right, because I'm just thinking right now, if it took this chapter for someone to say, now I get it. They probably have read many things, watched movies about therapy. Oh, it's time to move. Oh, you know, church. But guys, different people communicate differently. And so if she had never written this book, this person would still be waiting for chapter four, (laughs) which hasn't been written, you know. It's amazing. It's incredible. And then you have another beautiful book for young girls. This is um, How to Survive High School. Tell us it's again about this. There is this one is a, here in Denmark. It's it's like it would be the bomb.com. I mean, there is body, bullying, body image issues, the whole shebang. Yes. Tell us about this book, why you wrote it, and how you can. I mean, just tell us how these girls are going to benefit from it, and their parents, and the community, and the yes. world. This book is for every teen girl, like you said, self-esteem issues, body image, bullying, peer pressure. I'm, I'm a high school teacher. I coach high school basketball and volleyball. I deal with this every day with young girls. And, you, and it's, it's amazing. I was a teenage mother in high school. So it's amazing this many years later to see these same girls that look just like me when I was walking the halls. They're going through the same exact same issues that I was having, but at a much faster and, and oh, my goodness, maybe me having an issue once a month, they're having the same issue five times a day. And so mm-hmm. when you see this, and you see that they don't have the tools and strategies and that they're missing so many of the key points that would help them avoid those issues, I wrote that book back to them. 
it's, it's coming from me as a teacher, as a parent, as someone who went through a lot of what they go through. So I can relate. So I speak their language and I speak their mentality because I know what you were feeling like when he said that to you or when she said that and it was a nasty comment. I know everything that you're feeling so I can talk to you. I think but the biggest point of this book, though, there were 10 other young ladies that I've either mentored, coached, taught that wrote a letter back to the girls on how to survive high school. They had just graduated. Some of them fresh in college. Some of them have just graduated college. But they wrote a letter back to the girls who would read the book and say, hey, this is what you need to do. And, again, they're speaking in those young girls' languages. So it's not like these older women are trying to tell me how to live and I'm 14 years old. And, and you know, from a teenage girl's perspective, you don't know what I'm going through because they swear we never could have ever been in the situation that they're in because we're just too old for that. No, no. Right. But no, they're millennials. From somebody, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to hear it from somebody. They live in the 21st century. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. when they hear it from them, it makes it stick, and it's like, okay, yeah, she really does know what I'm talking about. Because, I mean, it'll say, you know, senior in high school, freshman, you know, it says those things. And so they understand, yes, this person Mm -hmm. really did go through what I'm going through. And she's speaking to me, and they're giving them real-life strategies, tools, and tips on how to make it through. They talk to you about the boy, and they talk to you about social media. They talk to you about your image. They talk to you about what's waiting for you in your future if you just pay attention and do what you're supposed to. Recognize the the flags and and overcome the obstacles and persevere. These four years, there's a huge, huge benefit waiting for you. So that's really what it's about. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, as you were naming all those places, social media, you know, books, TV, and all that good stuff, I was thinking those are the exact same places and devices or, you know, I don't know, tools that we mentioned as unconscious mentorship. So you can look at it both ways. You can begin an unconscious mentorship to benefit you or to destroy you. So everything is always a double-edged sword. It's not the same mechanism that we mentioned, social yep. media, right. social groups, TV, hobbies, books. So this is one book that you can give your daughters as an unconscious mentorship and also just for them to know there are, there are some, you know, there's some ways they can cope with. Simple ways, I'm sure, are in the book, right, Kimberly? Not yes. difficult. Yes, simple strategies. Nothing difficult. Yeah. Simple strategies. And you're so yeah. right when you're saying this is unconscious mentorship. I think the biggest difference, though, us as adults, business people looking to these places we have enough of experience to know what is good and what is not a lot of times we're trusting social media books things like that for a kid who is was 12 years old who is pretty much going to believe everything they read and or see so we have to put those types of mentorships books social media tv blogs radio everything that is positive before them so that they can counteract the negativity so as much, if we can just feed positive, yeah. positive strategies and tools, they're going to be much better off. You know, you don't have to spend as much time reprogramming them if they get it in early. Yeah. And, Kimberly, um, real quick, again, we have one minute. And now we want you to tell us about the book you're writing, and that's where we got cut off last time. How oh, brilliant. We are so I'm brilliant. actually writing, again. <laughs> yeah. writing a book for mothers and daughters. I have three daughters of my own. They are grown, and they're raising, oh, wow. or two of them are raising their own children. And it's, it's, it's just a book about mothers and daughters and how eventually we see eye to eye, 
but a lot of times it's not that way coming up. And so it's really a book to guide you through the process because we have a great relationship now. Okay. My oldest is 30. My youngest is 25. Yeah. My youngest girl. And so with the relationship we have now and how I get to watch them grow as mothers, it's amazing. And so yeah. it's just like, it's like a hold on type of book. Hold on. You know, it's Speak up to you, Kimberly. Through. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Big up to you for your parenting skills. Yeah, a lot of things are done because of what we learn through observation. Uh, That's what I have learned in my experience. You can talk a good talk as a parent, as a teacher, as an employer, as a boss, but it's your actions. It's what you're doing that people tend to remember. So big up to you, Kimberly, for raising beautiful daughters and mothers. Um, As we head out of here, I just want to say thank you. We have, like, literally a minute So I'm just going to say thank you, Kimberly, for coming, for sharing, for being an amazing mother, mentor, teacher, coach, D, um, author, and public speaker. And, um, of course, you're always welcome because we absolutely love talking to you. We didn't even get into talking about the one and only War Room. (laughs) Yeah, we did not. Um, So maybe next time, y'all, we'll just say the War Room, okay? And, yeah, I know most of you are still like, what's the big, yeah, we don't have time for that. But, um, Kimberly, um, just one last word real quick. We have one minute, and then um, we'll have to head out of here. One second right. something. Just say something thing? to all your listeners. Because I, you- I saw on your Instagram that you have a talk. Tell us about that if you can. Oh, my the God, webinar that we are going. Yeah, we have a webinar. Go mm-hmm. to my Instagram, Kimberly Wilson Daniel. You will see the webinar for women. Um, January 27th through the 29th. It's a free webinar. Sign up. We only have like 40 spots left. But all the information is out there. It's empowering women. Exactly. Go and do it. And if you need a shortcut, for those of you who don't like to do much, go to Instagram. It's right there. It's very big. Okay. We love you all. Thank you for listening. Go out and change the world. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you, everybody. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you all. (laughs) I'll be a better man today.